Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Here we go. Come on, Welcome to Tuesday's show. This show's going to be all slow, and this show's going to make you feel... Just kidding. Morning, studio! <laughs> Morning. Morning! Come in like Delilah. What the crap? <laughs> hello, everyone, and hello, everyone in the studio. Let's go around the room and check in. Eddie, you're up first. All right, so I saw the best documentary I've seen in a long time. It's called Torn. It's about a mountain climber back in the 90s. I mean, this is like a world-class mountain climber. He was really famous in the mountain climbing world. And he dies. In 1999, he dies. But he leaves behind a wife. Wall climbing? And, yes. Okay. He leaves behind a wife and three kids. And the oldest son is the one making the documentary. So he kind of goes back in time. And he's like, I want to find out more about my dad. And he interviews people and looks at old footage, mm-hmm. even from the death. You get sad. I mean, like sad in a happy way. Well, it's called torn because of what happens to his family after he dies. Oh, it's boy. pretty crazy, man. And like, I feel like... People that ha- have lost a parent in their life would relate to this. That's why I ask, because it's like sometimes I can watch that stuff and I'm fine, but like sometimes like I really miss my mom or my grandma who are both my moms. Yeah. And like it sometimes it just hits you like a wave too when you're just not expecting it. Yeah. Like driving my Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, it's something random like that, and you're just like, oh. Or a movie like this. So I guess I kind of got to be in the mood, but I'll tell you, it's got a hundred percent. Oh, wow. On Rotten Tomatoes. Guys, all the feels. I watched it on an airplane. And How did you get to it, though? Like, what made you watch it? I don't know. You just kind of get it. You open the little app on the airplane, and you kind of scroll down. It looked oh, it was good. free. Okay, it got it. It was free. Look. <laughs> it wasn't you were looking for something new. Like, well, yeah, I was on the free menu. Got it. I get it. But it was. It even says it's good on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really good. Do you know where where we can watch it? So I did some research. You can find it on Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Because okay. I think it's a National Geographic documentary. Torn. Torn. So good. I give it four and a half hiking boots out of five. I forgot to give you an intro, so. That's okay. The guy that likes the movie cor- uh, Torn. And I like to eat the, mo- the food corn. <laughs> uh, lunchbox over to you. You are up, my friend. 
Oh, no intro, okay. Uh. Well, today I'm going intro-less, I'll tell you why. I've been at the studio, we've been doing the shows from all over the place, and even not a couple days last week, and I'm just kind of getting, getting my feet back in the sand, you know? All right, go ahead. Listen, I gave in to societal pressure. Everybody's been talking about the White Lotus, how amazing it is, and I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't sound that great. But society gets to you sometimes. Peer pressure, you hear enough people say it. I started watching The White Lotus. You did? You like it? It's entertaining. Three episodes in. I don't know how many episodes there are. Like, I don't know if it's like a 12-episode season or whatever it is. You can check that out. Yeah, you but, just go to episodes. No, no, no. But <laughs> I drop down. It's I don't a like, secret. I don't like to look ahead because I like to know, just sort of, it happens. I don't like to see the pictures because then I know who lives, even oh. if it's not one where people die. Yes. And then I don't want to know the titles of it because sometimes it gives it away. What I wish they would do is they would cover the pictures unless you went over it with the arrow. Ooh. Ooh, like blur them out. Or it would say episode one of however many whenever you do it. Because I do want to know how many episodes because I want to be ready for the final episode. Do you know how many times I've watched a final episode not knowing it's final episode? And I'm like, no, that's an intense episode eight. Can't wait for nine. <laughs> wait, what the? It's, it's over? over. <laughs> There's a couple of those little adjustments I would make if I was king of Netflix. But otherwise, they do pretty good. Yeah. yeah, but the titles do give it away sometimes. Like, especially the challenge when I record that one. It's like, oh, Samantha's big rise. I'm like, well, obviously Samantha's going to do good this <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> I got that made so, me cough. That's a good one. Uh, um, White Lotus is a show I said I wasn't going to watch, right? Didn't I say that? Yeah. You did say that. But you said something you weren't going to do either. What was your one thing and then someone asked you if you wanted to do it? The other- Paintball. <laughs> like, literally the next day. Who were like, we with? With Kevin Klug. He says, you want to go paintball? <laughs> Eddie was working out with me at the house. <laughs> and my trainer goes, hey, let's go paintball. And Eddie goes, yeah, well, okay. And he goes, wait, I said I would never do that. I literally yeah. said that today. And he was torn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Amy, you are up. Uh, my son is turning 13 in That's August. wild. I know, really crazy. So my both my kids are notorious for asking for things for their birthday, like really far out. It's always like, can I get this for my birthday the day after their birthday for the following year? And he just came to me and said, hey, uh, for my birthday, I would like an underground bunker. Oh, no. I'm like, he sounds like me. What? An underground? I was like, well. What is he worried about? Uh, nuclear war. I felt that. Yeah, that's fair. Here in Nashville. I felt that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I hate that he's worried about it early. I was like 21 before I started worrying about bird flu and things taking over our lives. But maybe because I had the ability to see the internet and and social media. Or maybe 24, but Mm. I hate that that he's actually worried about that. I looked it up, though. If you want to get him one for his birthday, from Home Advisor, it'll cost about $60,000 to build a 200-square-foot bunker. It can range anywhere from 35 to 75,000. And, I mean, you could put... Anything from what looks like a tornado bunker to if you really wanted to go hard, you can do a shooting range or a swimming pool down there. Oh, wow. Wow, that's that's really not that expensive as I thought. Well, those get up to like $9 million. But there are many shelters that cost like $20,000 instead of a bunker. Okay, well, still, none of this is happening. But that's why he tells you a year out. That's why you you save up. Yeah, you ask a GoFundMe, the listeners get behind it. Oh, my God. Oh, well, maybe (laughs) Uncle Bobby wants to get him one. Uncle Bobby does not. Uncle Bobby would get him one. (laughs) Then he could come and stay with me. All right, Amy, thank you. Hey, so what was really cool last week? I went over and it's, I'm not a good golfer. Never grew up around golf. We didn't really have golf where I grew up. Uh, so I got to go do this thing over in Northern California, like Monterey, Pebble Beach. Only thought I'd ever see it on TV. And I go and like I got to be friends with Ray Romano. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was cool. It was so cool. 
And I don't, I don't even want to, like, we, can talk, we talked about it a little bit on the post show yesterday because I don't want it to feel like I'm bragging, but mostly it's like, I can't believe it. But there were so many cool stories. But I tell you this one time, and I took Eddie with me, because I've also learned that nothing that I do is fun if I don't get to take somebody that I just love. And I, I do love you, Eddie. Thank you, man. You're my I, lo- boy. I love you too. That if that I, it's not fun unless they get to do it with you. And so I take Eddie, and we're playing this little thing, and Ray Romano and I are on a team, and just like on TV, the people just stand all around the green, like really close, way too close, especially for an amateur. I'm not good at golf. I'm okay. I'm not good. And so I hit a ball in the air, and it's okay. It's pretty good, but it's a little over the people. It's like eight foot off to the side of the green. If we were just playing ourselves, I'd be like, heck of a shot, me. Mm-hmm. And it lands, and then all of a sudden it starts to roll toward the hole. And in golf, it's very composed. It's supposed to be like, oh, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> a golf clap. But I don't do that. I was running through. I just happy to hit a good shot in front of people because I get so nervous. I'm like running down, giving everybody fives. Let's go! I come back and someone goes, hey, I think you hit somebody with the ball and that's why it rolled over to the green. Oh my. And I was like, wait, what? I mean, I was going crazy. I was so happy. The ball rolled like four feet from the <laughs> hole. And so I said, what do you mean? So Eddie and I walked down there. I had a girl right in the face with the ball. Ha! Ah! Ah! Ha! Like, ah! And her face was swollen. She had an ice pack oh on it. Oh my gosh. Like ah! a cheek, yeah. It's on my Instagram now. And it wasn't that bad a shot. I just want to say that again. <laughs> it was For me, it was a pretty good shot. But hit her right in the face. And so I said, what happened? And she goes, oh, I wasn't. The deal was there were a lot of like real celebrities there. And when I was hitting, she didn't care because I'm not a celebrity to her. And so she wasn't watching. And the ball just went whack right in her face. And it rolled. It bounced off and rolled right to the hole. It was amazing. I mean, not amazing. <laughs> it was terrible. But I went over to her, talked to her. I was like, are you good? She was like, I'm good. Her face just swollen. And I got one of these big signs and I signed it. I'm sorry I hit you in the face. P.S. It was a pretty good shot, though. And then I and then I happened to have fifty bucks that somebody randomly gave me a friend earlier that day, Jimmy, and I gave it to her, and I was like, "Thanks for the help." But it's really scary hitting into people. Oh, I'm sure. And that's why I'm not going to be a pro golfer. I'm saying it now. Yeah, that is why. Other than that, I would be a pro golfer. But I had a great experience, and if you listen to the post show yesterday, I talked about it a little bit. It was so. I tell you, the coolest part was I don't know if you know who Steve Young is. He played quarterback for the 49ers Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is, really? Yeah. He asked for a picture with me. What? Exactly. I couldn't believe it. Why? Exactly. Thought it was a joke. <laughs> but for real. Yes. He listens to the show. Oh. Hey. <laughs> He's listening right now? Oh. Also, quick question back to the ball. Mm-hmm. If it had hit her face and actually rolled in, would that be a hole in one? It would. That's right. And it would count. Yep. Even though it hit her face. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because <laughs> if it's a tree, if it hits anything. Okay. Wow. Oh, no. That's why I started celebrating. I thought it hit like a hill or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going hard. That's I was giving face. people fives. <laughs> Running through. I thought I was king dingling at the golf golf spot. And then I came back and they were like, bro, you hit somebody in the face. But it's on my Instagram. But that's what's up. We're here. We live and learn, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I learned. Say, everybody, back away. I'm hitting. <laughs> I did beat Aaron Rodgers, though, in a game, though, too. I didn't hit anybody in the face. So, like, you could, can you go up to the thing and say, okay, step back? I mean, you can. You probably won't, but you can. That's what's up. Let's get started. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I recently broke up with my girlfriend of five years. Our relationship over the years had been on a downward spiral. It got to the point where we were always fighting and she became too toxic for me to handle Well, I broke up with her about two weeks ago and asked for her to move out from my apartment. My name is on the lease, not hers. 
That also includes all the bills, electricity, gas, trash, etc. She refuses to leave and has said she will not do so until she gets served with an eviction. I've contemplated locking her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, this stinks. And it does. Yeah. It does. I've contemplated locking her out and just moving all of her stuff out. However, I can't bring myself to actually do that because she's a woman who I cared for and I don't want her to get hurt. Any advice on how to handle the situation? P.S. My lease ends in April. Planning on moving to another place without her knowing. Signed, a fan from Austin who desperately needs to get rid of this woman. Well, you uh, you do have compassion. And that came through in the email because otherwise you would just put her stuff out. There's nothing she could do. Now she can squat on you and never leave. And then you're stuck with her. Because squatting laws are weird. If she's in there, it's you can't get her out. Right. Two, you could take all of her stuff out when she leaves and lock the door and she can't get back in because her name is not on the lease. Those are absolutely two things that could happen. But what you said there, and I'm going to commend you for this, I can't bring myself to actually do that because she's a woman who I cared for. Oh. To be able to... That's big. I mean, that that that's good for you because that is maturity in you knowing that as much as you feel hurt or angry right this second, that what you had with her is more valuable than what you're feeling now, even if nothing's going to happen in the future with her. So this is going to be, be my advice and only because of that line. Uh, just get through to April. Yeah. It is going to suck. And maybe every once in a while you stay with a buddy or it's not going to be pleasant. What's today? February 7th. I don't think that you're going to feel good about your, I might, I might feel good. I'd kick it all out and just. <laughs> I think a lot of people. Would. Yeah. I don't, you're not going to feel good about yourself if you do that. I can tell by that line you wrote there. You'll feel much better about yourself if you just make protect her, even though you're not happy with her, because April's not that far away. It's really not. It's not. Just be thankful your lease isn't up. If you look at it this way, oh, your lease could be up in October, and that'd be really <laughs> bad. So mm-hmm. then April won't seem like that far away. You know, interesting, Amy. And it could. You could look, say. Your release could be up in 2080. <laughs> we're just, pick, if we're just that, picking ways to make us okay, feel better. Okay, but yeah. also, Anne, think of uh, the drama you'll be saving yourself because she doesn't sound like she's in the hurt. healthiest She's place. also hurt. She's hurt? Yeah. So, like, if you were to react that way and just kick her stuff out and she's got nowhere to go, who knows what kind of drama she may bring to your life, and that would be more painful than the two months of just living there. And aside from that, I think inside your own heart... You want to make sure that she's taken care of. Yeah. And that's what you're going to do. I don't know. You don't even need me to tell you this. You were going to do this anyway, but I'm happy to hop on and, and agree with what I think you're feeling is grit your teeth, white knuckle it. I would even tell her in a mature way, I'm not going to kick you out. There's no need for this to happen. You can be mad at me. We can be mad at each other, but you, 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 you're here. We're good until April. And then I'm moving. I would say I would give her that honesty though. She doesn't know you're moving, but I would give her that honesty. And in a year from now, you'll be much happier with yourself. And who knows, you may even be able to have a relationship with her that's not romantic. If you see her, Lunchbox is just scratching himself. Man, like listen, he, you call he's, her. He's, it's like somebody who needs <laughs> caffeine. He just has something he wants to say. <laughs> go ahead. Listen, you call her parents and say, "Listen, this chick's got to go." Mm. Like, listen, this is my lease. You need to get her out of here. We are no longer together. This is your daughter. Like, come and get her. 
Like we, got, I felt that. She's I got to go. I feel it. I just feel like by him saying what he said, the compassionate thing that he said. Right. The compassionate thing is you can go live. Parents you can either. go live with mom and dad. Like boop boop. Bye bye. Mom and dad aren't alive. Exactly. Well, call aunt and uncle. You got somebody. Uh, you got cousins. You got friends. You got hey hey Samantha. Whatever. I don't care what girl you got. They got girlfriends. Come get her. <laughs> what? She got to go. Yeah, Samantha. And I don't think that <laughs> what you're saying is wrong. And no, I it's think right. Most people would feel that way. I just don't. Because how are you going to bring oh. a chick back? Like, when she's still there. Oh, you don't. You're not. Exactly. Because you, you that got, other chick so you will got get no, stabbed. So you got no game for two months? Uh-uh. Okay, plenty of people <laughs> you can... Go to the other, you go to the chick's place. Not date uh, for two months. Maybe she's got a roommate she doesn't want to bring you back. <laughs> he just got Maybe she's a... dealing with the same thing. Uh, That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, look, we're done with this email, <laughs> but thank you for emailing us. That's the mailbag. Morgan, if people want to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Okay, we got a question for our listeners. And maybe they don't want us to handle it this way or act this way, but sometimes we will book an interview and they'll come to us and go, hey, we'd like to be on your show. 85% of them, we don't normally have time. We get a lot of requests, and we, we bring on the ones that we think you guys will like. But if they send us a note after we've already agreed to the interview, putting restrictions on the interview, we tend to go, you know what, never mind. Not in a mean way, but if you're going to say, hey, you can or can't talk about these specific things, one, we probably weren't anyway, because if everybody else is talking about it, we're probably not, because you can find that somewhere else. Or unless I can find a new interesting way, and we're also not a gotcha show where we try to bring somebody in and just to get a headline real quick. But we're going through something right now with somebody and we were going to book them on the show. We'll just say he. We're going to book him on the show. It was very close to the time of him coming up. And what did the email say, Scuba Steve, whenever they started to pivot a little bit? So it said, quick note ahead of the interview, and this mind you minutes before, would appreciate if you guys could omit any questions or delve into this person's past, um, the mixed support and opinions over the years. Can we keep the conversation to the new music and the new projects, please? And thank you. So they just want us to interview them about their new music and new projects. Mm. I got to tell you, nobody cares about really new music and new projects unless you're a new artist that's just now blowing up. And so we said, no, we're good. Thank you. But we're going to go and cancel the interview. So now maybe our listeners don't want us to do that. But I just don't want anyone coming in the room thinking, well, I'm going to go on this show. We've already told them what they can talk about, so we feel like this is, this is an easy softball interview. We may have fun, and occasionally it may feel like a softball interview because it's, we're just having fun. But if someone tries to put rules on questions we can or can't ask, that almost feels like we're their PR team, right? Yeah, and we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not. So we canceled it. I've always done that. Maybe there. Maybe I should change. Maybe I should just be like, you know what? Whatever the establishment wants. <laughs> no. And I don't think that's right. And Scuba, Scuba Steve knows how I am, and he's like me as well. And he's just like, you ain't going to like this, but I think we should cancel. And I'm like, you read my mind. Amy, you're usually the voice of reason here. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I don't think that uh, I am the voice of reason, yes, I. but I don't think you're wrong on this. Or I can be. I, I think that they shouldn't be able to dictate what is talked about if they're getting opportunity to come into your place. like your, And like, we agreed to the interview before. If they said, hey, we'll do this interview if you agree to A, B, and C, and we're like, okay, we agree, let's do the interview, then we can't say, 
but no rule. No, no, we agreed with the idea of the rule, but we don't do that. And you've been doing this for quite some time. I think it's known that you're not TMZ. Like, right. you're not that person. And sometimes ever. stuff comes out because people get, they feel like they can be a little more vulnerable here. Sure, uh, they're voluntarily. But I'm not chasing just to be like, ah, oh, let's kick them in the junk. So we turn the interview down. One day we'll tell you who it is. Yeah. I think, see, that's where I think you go wrong. I think you should out them immediately so the people know and can give them the backlash they deserve. That I don't agree with. No, no, no. no that's that is that's not a good point. Okay. No. That's, that's also no, a good point. That's besides no. the point. Scooby's shaking his head no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Because what he didn't understand from my standpoint, yes, they handle this one particular person, but they've got a group of people, and then it could hinder those other guests later down the road hey, guess from me trying to book. Guess what? Nothing. Be quiet. Next person. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, guess what, though? They need to teach their people not to burn bridges. They okay. burn the bridge to the body bone, so the, that's their fault. They can't promote their stuff. Ticket sales are down. Hey, guess what? Sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a reason that, that what? Okay, I'll, I'll say what came to my head that they sell tickets. Is that what you were gonna say? No. Oh. Well, absolutely. I think Why part would they? Of it. They, they come on this show because like, it helps. Okay. It does help. They wouldn't do yeah, it if they didn't, it didn't help right. them. Okay. I was gonna say, do you think there's a reason that he isn't doing what Scuba or I do? Yes. I yes. think yeah. Yes. He just said it. Yes. <laughs> That's why he doesn't do it. <laughs> well, uh, but again, if the listeners say, "Hey, I think you should cave down to the man and cave down to Music Row and cave down to the music executives," then fine. We can do that. And dude, you've been doing this as long as I've known you. Like it's isn't anything like fighting you, with people. Yes. But not fighting. I don't have the intention no, 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 of fighting. No, no, standing up for what you Just think saying, is right. We'd love to have you. But if you're going to come over to our house, you have to take your shoes off before you walk on the carpet. Because those are your rules. Right. And not not literally. There. But if you go to someone's house and they're like, hey, take your shoes off, you have to take your shoes off or don't go into the house. And so, okay, then we're going to cancel the interview. It's a good one, though. Yeah. Okay. But you said it well, right. With the, I think the great thing is like then that turns the show into their PR team, and that's not the job of this show. And you, you can't set a precedence for Amen. that. Yeah, it's Amen. like those documentaries that you say are fluff pieces. We can't be a fluff piece. That's right. We're not being a we're fluff piece. We're not going to be that. That's right. So let's out them. <laughs> let's out them. No, no. Okay. But also a reminder is that, yes, you're not. it's not a gotcha situation ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never witnessed a gotcha situation. Nope. There's been gotchas, but never on purpose. Not they gotcha themselves. Right. I put them in a place. I lured them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lured them with a tasty snack, and they followed me into the cave. And I. Wait. And that's their fault. They you know what they got you? They got you. No thanks. Get out. Okay. Uh, oh. That's it. Moving on. That's what we're going through today. I just wanted you guys to know a little bit uh, the behind the scenes. I can't believe she said that. What? Huh? I don't understand what you're doing right now. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A video capturing a police officer braving a dangerous storm to save his canine partner going in for his dog has now gone viral. It shows the officer, Officer Joel Nichman, with the Deer Park, Texas Police Department, rushing out during a tornado rescue Roni, his dog, who is still in the squad car in the parking lot. The tornado is there. You see the tornado. The dog is in the car. They have been partners since 2018. And so there are... You know, when a tornado, you see like gas station signs flying over. Yeah. Like the 7-Eleven signs breaking off. It's That's happening right then. And the surveillance camera shows him running through all of this as, I mean, it's big things are flying around him. And he runs over. The wind is blowing so hard he can barely get the door open because it's blowing into the door. And so he's fighting. And then the dog is so scared, obviously, because there's a tornado. He's like, bro. You got to come with me. So finally, the dog's out. They're safe. Wild video. 
you want to get me, dog it up. Mm. I don't think that's my slogan. Dog, dog, it, dog up. it up. But still, mm. you want to get me, dog it up. Did you say the dog's name was Rescue Roni? You know, Ro- <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Roni. <laughs> Roni. Yeah. Yeah. I hear is a clip of the officer talking about his dog and how he didn't want to come out. I could barely open his door. When I did, uh, to his, he's a smart dog. <laughs> he saw what was going on outside, and he's like, I'm not coming out. That's crazy. I wish you guys understood old school hip-hop from the 90s, because I would say, what it's like, doom, 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 saving a rony. But you guys won't get that. I song. thought it was having a rony. It is, but I was doing saving. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know that song. Having a rony. Who's that, Tupac? I don't even think, it doesn't matter what Lunchbox said. Or what I said, but those who know, know. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Lunchbox, explain what you're doing here. Uh, I go into a bathroom and I sit in a stall and then I wait for people to sit in the stall next to me on either side and then I knock on the stall and start talking to them. <laughs> it's so awkward. I love it, though. Yeah, I have secondary awkwardness. <laughs> yeah, it's like I confess things. I ask for opinions. I ask for <laughs> advice. It's really just, you know, it's more like confessional. Like you go to the church. You're Catholic, yeah. Yeah, you can't see the person, so you just talk the to them about life. The person, yeah. <laughs> the priest. So Lunchbox does bathroom confessions. This is Las Vegas, so you never yeah. know what they're going to say. While he was in Vegas, he went into a public restroom, sat in a stall, and just knocked, hoping he'd get a response. Here is confession number one. Stall three, what up? It's stall four. Question for you. So, like, I've been wearing my wife's underwear for like a month. And it's like really comfortable, but she keeps, she doesn't know. And she's always like, man, I can't find my underwear. And I'm like, should I tell her? Is she going to find that weird? 
What's that? For a month that she doesn't know. Well, I mean, I want, you know what I mean? Like, I wear a different pair and then I wash it, and, you know, she's like, oh, I found it. <laughs> yeah, do you think that's weird? Yeah, it's unusual. <laughs> do you ever wear your wife's underwear? Nope. You want me to slide you a pair of my wife's under the stall? No, thank you. Are you sure? Yeah. You can try it on. No, thanks. You leaving? Yep. All right, have a great one, man. Me too. I hope I didn't make it awkward. Yeah, okay. All right, cool, man. Probably made that he would cut it off early. Yeah, it wasn't done. You leaving? Yep. I wouldn't want to talk to anybody in there. All right, here's uh, this one is cringy too because he asked for help. Uh, go ahead. Stall four. What's up? It's stall five. Oh man, my shoe came untied. I was wondering if I slid it under. If you could tie it for me, I'm, I'm busy wiping. Oh. No, just tie it real quick. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm just I'm in the middle of wiping and I can't. I was just seeing if you could help me. I didn't want to make it awkward. I'm sorry. Are you leaving? Yeah. Are you going to tie my shoe? No. Oh. You sure? Are you still there? Stall four? I mean, he's going to get beat up. Yes, he is. One of these days. You can't yeah, do that. Yeah, you're going to walk out and just get... <laughs> I mean, why? Was that not funny? It Tie my like, shoe. Does people put their foot under the stall sometimes to hook up. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I slid my shoe. And that's what. That's the move, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. The congressman. Yeah. yeah. Where the, well, that's the move. If you if you're in a stall and you slide your foot under and you like wiggle it, that means if they wiggle back. Rendezvous. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, but this I was asking for a shoe tie, and yeah, I, 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 I know what that means. Yeah. He might think you, whatever. It's, I mean, he was up and out. Yeah. Bathroom confession. Thank you, lunchbox. You're welcome. Cringe meter seven and a half. Oh, for sure. Yeah, seven and a half. Go <laughs> on the Bobby Bones Show now. Kane Brown. All right. Thank God, about to go number one. Kane Brown is here, and Caitlin came with him again as well, but she's not sitting in the chair. You know, it'd be fun, Caitlin, because um, I know we didn't say be on the show. Would you come back in? Have you ever interviewed your husband? Never? Oh, no. Okay. Right. This would be good, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's grab the microphone. Okay. And last time we prepared with Caitlin coming, she does not prepare for this time, but I think this would be awesome. Okay. So all, and you have a second here. I'm going to just kind of uh, kill some time talking about some data, but think about what you'd want to ask him in an interview. It oh can be gosh. whatever you want, personal, professional, but Kane Brown's here and Caitlin's here. <sighs> and thank God with Caitlin, by the way, mm-hmm. is about to go number one. We're super excited about that. It's got so many millions of streams. Uh, when this thing goes number one, it'll be Kane's 10th number one. And here is a clip as I give Caitlin just a few more minutes to prepare for Kane's misery. Here is Thank God. Thank God I get to wake up All right, let's join live Caitlin Brown <laughs> interviewing Kane. What would you like to ask? What's your first question, Caitlin, for your husband, Kane Brown? Hmm. Do you actually hear me and the kids in the morning when we're awake or are you pretending to sleep? <laughs> no, you know what's crazy is I don't. Okay, are I was, you sure? No, I promise. This morning I woke up, and you weren't there, and I was like, how do I not hear? But you were just going to the bathroom, so uh, the kids weren't awake yet. I just was always curious. Why do you ask that? Because you feel like he fakes it? Yeah. Mm. I feel like, how can you not hear Kingsley screaming down the hall, Cody crying for mm-hmm. a bottle, but he's like sound asleep, but I purposely leave our bedroom door open so he does hear all of this going on, so he will wake up. <laughs> she'll also personally send Kingsley in. Yeah, go ask daddy. Like, say daddy. Oh, yeah, she'll send in the... Yeah, the yeah. How and late do you sleep? No, This is going to sound bad, it, but... No, I, I wake up at like 8. I get up Sometimes at like 6, 6.30 with the girls. 
And so after like two hours of being up and doing all that, I'm like, I'm ready to have an adult to talk to or have coffee with. And so I usually wait till like 8.30, 9. If he's not getting up by like 8.30, I'm like sending in the troops. <laughs> I'm up by 8.30. I texted Kane once in the morning. I was like, dude, I, uh, sorry if this is too. He's like, bro, I got kids. Yeah. It was it was like 8.15. I thought Thank he would you. wake up to like 11. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. And, I, and I, so I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you're awake. Was, I think it's a question about something personal. And he was like, no, I'm good. I got kids. I'm awake. And I was yeah. like, dang, look, Kane, he's up at 8.15. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you have one more question, Caitlin, for Kane? Your husband, how long have you guys been married, by the way? Since 2018. Four, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we just had our four year anniversary in October. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- what would you ask her, Kane, if you were interviewing her? There you go. <laughs> hmm. I, I kind of know everything about her. So, like, I feel like I know all the answers. Mm, okay. Well, let's see about that. <laughs> um, what, don't, don't look at each other. What color shirt was she wearing on your first date? On our first date? Mm-hmm. Why don't you ask, like, when I no, first No, no, no. That's the question. <laughs> you can't say, ask a different question. So the question, you, you, whatever your answer is, is fine, but you can't go, why don't you ask this when you don't like the question? No, I mean, I obviously I would have to say like white, but the first time I saw her, no, I no, remember no, no, she was date. wearing a blue first, shirt, no, 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 red date. shoes, braids. No, you can go, you're going too hard. <laughs> first date, you go white. I don't say, well, I don't think she remembers. I was just going to say, I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a match. We got a match there. <laughs> we got a match there. That works. <laughs> okay, so second question. Who was... Somebody that, as a kid, Kane idolized. Caitlin? Like, from real life, it would be, like, his nana. Yep. Is that your answer? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. what about from not real life? <laughs> well, you tell him that he should have idolized. There's been so many. Kane's not, like, someone that, like, fan, I'll say fangirls over someone. So it's not like there's, like, even someone right now that Kane's like, I just love this person. He's just so. Mm-hmm. So, like. Yeah, like, oh, they're great. Like a video game? Can you idolize that? Do you ever yeah. get really excited about anything? Because I don't. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to show emotion. Like even when I like actually win an award and they, they give me, they're like, you got to do a speech. It's like I can't. Were you a performing child or did you want, even for like four people, as a kid, did you ever just go, hey, I'm Kane, here I am, I want to sing you a song? Yeah, my nana used, no, nah, I don't know about singing a song, uh, but my nana always walked around with those big old cameras, you know what I'm talking about? You had to put them on your shoulder. And I was a video always camera the, to all of us that are older than Kane by at least five years. <laughs> yeah, yes. we remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was the kid that, you know, was in front of the camera doing whatever uh, to get their attention. At what age did your voice do that? Oh, and I was like 12. Was it so much deeper than everybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I played video games, like grown men would cuss at me. But I was <laughs> I was playing with my stepdad and his friends from work, and they'd be like, "Yo, he's twelve. And they're like, "No, the hell, he's not. He pays rent." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, congratulations on the song, Caitlin Kane. Excellent job. It's a great song. It's it it's, sounds so good. So that's Dan Huff as well. It's everybody involved. A number one. I mean, Caitlin, your first number one. But be it. I mean, that that is. Did you ever? Th- yeah, you thought it because you are good and you. Had a, yeah, you thought. I'm, I'm going to say it for you. You hoped and wanted to, be, to have hits. So you probably had to have some sort of confidence in yourself. But in the past three years, before you even talked about this, did you think you'd have a number one song? No way. I mean, I truly thought that the day that me and Kane would do a song together, uh, it would just be like a cute husband and wife cut on the album. And it's cute. Number six on the album, whatever. People listen to it if they are fans. Of, uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But no, this is like wild. Well, congratulations. Thank I you. love you guys. And there they are, Kane and Caitlin Brown. This is a voicemail from Avery in Virginia. Morning, studio. This is for Amy's morning corning. Why did the farmer name his horse Mayo? Because Mayo nays. Have a great day. 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Mayonnaise. Nice. Yeah, mayonnaise. I yeah. love it. Here's Pierce in North Dakota. I'm on my way home. I left work early today because uh, got a call from my wife, and she's getting induced with our first child tonight. It's going to be a baby girl, and uh, I just had to get the show on. I was listening to it because it's the only thing kind of stopping me from freaking out right now. But anyways, love you guys. Let's go. Oh, I'm, boy. I mean, that sounds oh like it's a lot happening. At a lot of oh. nerves, for sure. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Maybe at this point, the baby's already chilling and mm-hmm. smoking a cigar with you. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? The baby gets a cigar, too? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Everybody sits in the hospital and smokes a cigar. Man, I wish you could still do that. Smoke a cigar in the I hospital? I just don't like yeah. cigars at all. When I, we were over in California, and at that golf thing, and all the guys who don't even smoke, like, were smoking cigars. I think I still that, have mine. I should light it up. I just don't get it. They don't, they're, you don't really smoke it. And then you, they just stink. And then they, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't You're get right. it you look cool. You don't. I don't even think you oh. look cool. Kidding me? Like Aaron Rodgers, I beat him, by the way, in the closest to the whole yeah, competition. Yeah, you did. He is smoking a big fat cigar. He did look pretty cool, though. See? Other than that, nobody else did. He's, that was, that, that's it. That's it. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. What's more important to you on Super Bowl Sunday, the football or the food? Well, the football to me, just because I'm a big football guy. We do a sports show and, well, DraftKings, America's favorite sports book. Of course. So a new poll found that half of us would rather see our team lose than run out of snacks That's mid-game. Stop yeah, watching so the game. No, Turn the game off. <laughs> just let them eat then. You want to eat? Eat. But no, most people's favorite team, they're not even in the game. Well, that's, I mean, so maybe that's why people don't feel as invested. Yeah. And uh, so don't run out of snacks. Some people say that that's just like the one thing they fear if they're hosting. And if you are stuck with something to talk about with someone at the party, uh, food is always a good place to start. And politics. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Speaking of politics. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Speak, speaking of politics, I got a little something to say here. Oh, boy. I oh. did see something, and I'd like to commend a lawmaker. You know me. Not a big fan of them. Most come from rich families. They don't understand what it's like to not be rich. So, but I did see someone go, we should not have Columbus Day anymore. Columbus, bad dude. Columbus, rape and pillage. Columbus never actually came to America. That's crazy. Columbus got all this credit. Columbus sucked. That being said, they said, let's switch out Columbus Day. There's nothing, nothing. we don't lose anything. Right. We switch out Columbus Day with Super Bowl Monday. Oh. So that's what it's called. Super Bowl Monday. Well, not yet, but I, I saw a lawmaker suggest that. <laughs> Columbus sucks. Super Bowl Monday, good. <laughs> okay. It's that easy. Yeah. The end. There should be no... First of all, Christopher Columbus was a horrible person. Never even came to America. Went to, like, Haiti. He really not never America. came to America? No. Look I'm, it up. I'm about to Google that. I don't know if I believe I would that. tell you to do a report on Christopher Columbus, but I think you just end up a worse person. Do it. You got a report due on Christopher Columbus oh, in like 48 Uh-oh. hours. Oh, no, I think it's just good. It is. I, I do think it's good because we were, we grew up as kids going, Christopher Columbus, 1492, he sailed the ocean blue, and then he met a dude, and then he was not rude. And I just made that up, but that's kind of yeah, how I remember that second yeah. part. Oh, pretty stupid. <laughs> there you go. Super Bowl Monday should be a holiday. Thank you. What else? A dad let his six-year-old play a game on his phone, and the kid ordered $1,000 worth of food on Grubhub. 
<laughs> so a parade of cars were showing up to their house. So just a reminder, yeah. I hand my phone to my kids sometimes and don't really think about it. But it's just always funny when six-year-olds order things like... It's funny when it's not your six-year-old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hopefully this guy got his money back. But it, after a thousand, it reached $1,000, he was trying to order $439 worth of pizza. And that's when they're like, hmm, <laughs> suspected fraud. And his credit card stopped working. But $183 shrimp order did go through at that same restaurant. He ordered chicken salad, chicken wraps, chili, cheese fries, ice cream, and more. And when his dad was trying to explain to him what he had done, the son was just like, wait, have my pepperoni pizzas come yet? (laughs) Yes, dad, hold on. Uh, Reva McIntyre said no to The Voice 12 years ago. It was still in development. They asked her, uh, and she was like, no, not interested. So they... They asked her the same question again. Hey, Blake Shelton's leaving. Would you consider joining The Voice? She said, "Mm, still not interested. Which is interesting to think if she had said yes and Blake wasn't ever on The Voice, then would he have ever met Gwen? And would there be Gwen and Blake? No. Wow. I doubt it. Butterfly effect, baby. Yeah. I mean, think about this. I was offered a judge role in The Masked Singer before it even started. If I would have said yes to that, would I know Kim Jong-un? No, wait. (laughs) You, you would have known no, no, no. Kim Jong. Wait, what? oh yeah, no. Yeah, I was like, what? what? Ken Young. Ken, yeah, Kim Jong. The funny guy from Hangover. Hangover. Yeah, the guy that jumps out not of the truck. Not the dictator. Uh, Gosh, I, I mean, me. That's difference. my pile. I know. Hold, hold on, though. I don't. Want, yeah, there's a big difference, but big. I do think that because Kim Jong. I'm not saying his name. You know, he's a doctor too. Yes. No. Yeah. He's like a doctor like, and funny. Uh huh. Like hey, a, like you a, know who else is a doctor and funny? You. you. That's right. We'd have wow. been best friends. Wow. But he's like a real, real doctor, though, right? Like your kind of doctor, or yeah. No, he's so a, how does physician. he go from a doctor? Like I, I know he's. I'm a glad doctor. you asked Lunchbox. Say people ask me the same thing. You know. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know. But the two legislators. He is a licensed physician in California. Wow. Uh, two legislators, one in Memphis and uh, both in Memphis, introduced language that would replace the. Columbus Day holiday with a new holiday the first Monday after the Super Bowl and would enshrine the change in state law. And all it takes is one state to do that for other states to go. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, two to three days to give us a deal on Columbus, Lunchbox. All right. <laughs> he seems real thrilled about well, that. Well, no, he was all jumping in. <laughs> no, I didn't jump in. I just, when you say he didn't come to America, I'm like, okay, people say that, but he had to have come to America or else we wouldn't have America. Maybe right. eventually he came. Eddie? What? You want to hop in on no, this? No, 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 no. I do not. I do All not. All right. Thank you, Amy. Uh, Wrap it up again. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Diane Gordon's walk into work a couple weeks ago in Michigan when she stops at the gas station to get a little snack. Looks in the parking lot like, oh, there's a plastic bag. Got some dollar bills in it. Let me pick that up. She starts counting it. in cold, hard cash. And she doesn't have a car for the past year. She could buy a new car, but she says, nope. Calls police, says, hey, I found this little baggie full of $15,000 in cash. It was a newlywed couple. They had dropped it out of their car when they stopped at the gas station, and they returned it to them. A fellow officer's wife found out about this because she got no reward, set up a GoFundMe page to buy her a new car. $35,000. $35,000. Yeah. See? You know, I, Whoa. I wonder why they have fifteen in cash. Maybe it was like money given to them at their wedding Yeah, or I think it was like wedding cards and stuff. Wow. Golly. Who are their friends? Yeah. No crap. I got like a pepper maybe, grinder. Maybe they asked for <laughs> money instead of anything else. Well, Eddie got me a juicer. Yeah. You still use that? 
Okay. He doesn't right. know where it is. Man. I do know. Yeah. No, I do know where it is. It's like that gift card. No, that I don't know where Did it is. Did you Eddie. lose my gift card? But too? the juicer is yeah. so elite that I do use it sometimes. I just hate cleaning it. Yeah. Do you want me to come over and clean it for you? If you can do that, I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of juice do you make? Just orange juice? Yeah, just fruits, like okay. smoothie stuff. But it, the, the juicer, they need a cl- self-cleaning juicer mm. because I hate cleaning stuff. And I won't. And I'll do it three times in a row. My wife's like, you're a disgusting pig. <laughs> so, but Eddie, thank you for that. You're welcome, man. Lunchbox, it's a great story. And that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is a voicemail from Heather in North Dakota. I have recently went viral with a video of mine. I have like 8 million views. I was wanting to ask Eddie, how do you start getting paid and how does that work? Eddie, I guess you're the expert. <laughs> Eight million, that's a lot of views. How are you the expert? I got more viral video. I, I, but I get paid, you don't. That's true. But I, didn't we discover he's really not getting paid that much? No, I'm getting paid. I told you guys. <laughs> Eddie, what is your advice to her? What's she on? TikTok, Instagram, it's different. So TikTok pays you automatically. Like, you, Bones, check your balance. You're getting paid on TikTok. Everyone that posts on TikTok gets paid. I don't put my credit card and stuff in there. Well, you have to put your bank account and all that stuff. Sounds fishy, then, Chinese. I'm not Lemon Chinese, oh, I'm a bank account. There, there is that angle, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, there's that angle, yes. <laughs> and then Instagram, they have to invite you to make money. I, just like in high school, didn't get invited to the party. Oh. So, <laughs> but you're making some good money? Yeah, after every month, at the start of the month, they ask me, hey, do you want to start making money on Reels? I click yes, and then it starts you know, adding all the money up. I'm looking at their page. And it's, they have 4,000 followers, so it's not that. But they have a video with 8.2 million views with a dog. That's crazy. And it says, it's, dog is in like a kennel in all these little like kennel boxes to get adopted. And the hand is going in to pet the dog. And the dog is not used to hands being nice. And the dog is like trying to bite it. Puppy dog, like trying to bite it. Like, don't, don't touch me, don't touch me. But the hand sl- slowly touches the arm. Like, like, it's okay, it's okay. And it says, this dog had no idea what it was like to be loved. And then 30 seconds later, the dog is just sitting there taking the pets. Oh. Yeah, I wonder if it's viral. I'm going to watch it 8 8 million times. (laughs) Me too. That's kind of like what it's like with Ella, our dog, who was very, very aggressive. And now she just can't get enough. I'm being told we have another voicemail from her because she called back. Okay, go ahead. I looked it up, and it looks like that I have to have 10,000 followers before I can make money off my viral video. I guess I'm getting no money from it because I've only got little under 5,000 followers. I would appreciate it if you can help me. It's at the <laughs> Pond Wizard. And thank you very much. We'll help you. This is a great video. I watched it and yeah, at the Pond Wizard. We'll put, we'll, Morgan, can we post that up? Yeah, we will. Oh, man, you want to make me like feel something? Dogs. Dogs. Because they ain't trying to get anything except love and food and mm-hmm. that. It, that's all we want. Well, mostly food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, over to Amy with the morning, Corny. The morning, Corny. What happened to the dog that gave birth to puppies on the side of the road? What? It was cited for littering. That was the morning, Corny. Funny, timely. Dog joke. I, not Did you planned. know we were doing that? Not at all. Amazing. I already littering. Had, yeah. Top five. Guys, I'm going to say, wow. maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just in the dog Good mood job. right now because okay. that was such a great video. Top five joke right there. Wow. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's Garth Brooks' birthday. Garth's the greatest. I must say this, it's been one of the real treats of this job to get to know Garth Brooks on a personal level, which to me, Garth Brooks as a kid was the king. Garth Brooks as an adult, before I knew him, was just the great, and George Strait's the king, don't get me wrong, but I mean like, there is nothing in music to me that made me as excited as Garth Brooks. And so then for him to come in the studio the very first time ever, I was so nervous, and I could do I could do five hours on Garth Brooks' stories that I've had with him, or stories that people close to me have had with him, and they're all. I kept waiting for it to go wrong. I kept waiting for Garth Brooks, the thirteenth, the thirty-second time, the sixty-ninth time. Nice that it would go wrong. It never does. He gets kinder. He knows everybody's name. He talks he to everybody really in the room. Yeah. It's it is bizarre how great Garth Brooks is. Garth has been so great on a personal level to Ray and Bay and then me and then it's crazy. He comes on our show and he's so open in his interviews. And the last time I was like, "Hey, can we talk about urban legends?" He's 61 years old today and I want to get to the birthday in a second. But here are the top 3 urban legends that Garth Brooks has set straight on this show sitting right next to me. I said, "Garth, I heard you refused to accept the AMA, which is the American Music Award, for Artist of the Year because somebody deserved it more, which you said it was Hootie and the Blowfish. Man, them, Salt and Pepper, Boys to Men, they were all tearing it up. We had kind of taken the year off and uh, thought it was sweet of the AMAs to get it to it, but in honor of those guys, yeah, I left it there. It's at the house, though. I just, I have to, have to confess, it found its way to me. So he left on, he was like, I don't deserve this. Hootie and the Blowfish does. And then Hootie mailed it over to him. Wow. <laughs> Who does that? That's cool. Number two. Because I said, Garth Brooks, I heard that you helped evacuate two boys from their, their home in Oklahoma. 
because it was a fire. And you were just driving by and you were like, I'm going to save whoever's in that house because that house is on fire. Listen to this. When you kick in a door, be prepared for what you're going to see inside. It was one kid in the bathtub and, you know, they but got him out. And uh, it wasn't saving anybody's life by any chance. But then the story, of course, then grows uh, from there. It becomes <laughs> urban legend. No. That was not urban legend. <laughs> no, it happened. There was a house on fire. Garth Brooks kicks a door in. <laughs> He's so humble. And finally, just before he got a record deal, he originally sang Friends in Low Places as a demo for another artist before he got to record it himself. So when he, when he did it, he tried to get it to somebody else. And so I was like, is that true? So they said, we got a song we want to pitch to George Strait. I said, great, I'm in. They sent me Friends in Low Places. I learned it, sang it. And just as I was heading out the door, I said, hey, you know, I'm about to get a deal with Capitol Records. So if this never happens, you know, let me know. And say, yeah, thanks, we'll call you. And it was probably a year later. They said, hey, man, do you remember doing a song called Friends in Low Places? I said, I sing it every day. We were even on the road. And I said, I'm, I'm singing it out on the road all the time. He says, would you like to take a swing at it? I said, hell yeah, I would. That's, that's a... I can't imagine my career without this. I love him. <laughs> I love Garth Brooks so much. Happy birthday, Garth Brooks. He's 61 years old. He has sold more albums by a solo artist in the U.S. In total album sales, only the Beatles beat him. Not country, everyone. Crazy. It's just, I'm not sure he's human. Ooh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'd like to taste it. Like, what? It's just like, what? <laughs> Like, like, just like him? yeah, just to see. Because huh. I think he's made of like some sort of sugary. Like it, it's just too perfect. You could lose whatever friendship you have. If I'm you willing to take that risk. <laughs> okay, no. all right, all right. Yeah. Top five streaming. No, because Garth doesn't stream his, except on Amazon. These are his top five longest running number one songs. At number five, unanswered prayers. Sometimes I thank God. Bum, bum, bum. For unanswered prayers. Number four, hello. Oh, yes, that's it. Wow. Do that again. That was almost it. Ray, don't hit that button yet. Oh, boy. I'll go. Long. Neck bottle. Neck bottle. Oh, he only has two, really, huh? Not bad. Do that again. Ray, just do the music one again. Oh, boy. Long. Neck bottle. Do neck bottle. Okay, I thought there were three longs. Me too, me too. We all did. We really went too hard. <laughs> <laughs> One too many. Long, long neck bottle. Hey. Come on, Ed, then, then we all go. Neck bottle. Okay. Try it again. Here we go. Neck bottle. Then we all jump in. All right. Long, long neck, neck bottle. bottle. Dun, 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 dun. Let go my hand. That was, y'all nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the dance at number three. <laughs> Our lives. A better left to change. We gonna try this one? No. Okay. I could Number two. <laughs> what she's doing now? Just what she's doing now is Number one from 1990, Friends in Low Places. Friends in Low Places. Just play this one. Let me say. Happy yes. birthday, Garth. 61 years old today. Uh, just happy to know you. Should we sing him Happy Birthday? We should not. <laughs> We shouldn't. We, we did a love, enough longing for him right. right there. My head football coach, his name was Vic Gandalf. He would always say, every day is a good day from ninth grade on. And I would think to myself, the stupidest thing I ever heard. Every day is not a good day. And he would say it over and over again. Every day is a good day. You're like, why do you why do you say every day is a good day? He said, because you get to get up in the morning and you get to have a chance to have a good day. 
Even if you don't, you had a shot at it. Most people, some people, they don't even get that. They wake up and they don't have a shot to have a good day. At least you have a shot. So here we are, it's early. Every day is a good day. And so in a lot of ways, I've put that in my pocket and I live with it. I still say it, we sing about it. Every day is a good day. It doesn't mean every day really is a good day. Because yesterday wasn't. I'll tell you the truth, I'm going to get there. But I, I have to remind myself, every day is a good day. Because you get to wake up and you get a shot at a great day. Sometimes, some people don't even wake up. Much less don't get a shot. So, uh, my Stanley tore his other ACL right in half. Oh, oh my no. My bulldog. Uh-huh. The other, like the one that got fixed. It's now is Yeah, fixed, but the other but one. the other one that, oh that had a, a partial tear. Right. And they were like, this one will be, just let it heal. It's done. It ripped completely in two. Oh. It was a nightmare last time. Um, every day's a good day because you know what? I get to take him to get surgery. Mm. That's true. And I got to do some of that sometimes. I felt so bad for him. He's hobbling around. They already shouldn't make bulldogs. This is their inbred dog. I love this dog so much, but also know that they make these dogs and they, their faces are flat. It's hard for them to breathe. He's, after this surgery, it'll be his 12th surgery, I think. And I just feel bad for him because I love him. And I start to feel bad. I didn't have a great day yesterday. I had some personal stuff that didn't go well, some professional stuff that didn't go well. But man, you mess with my dog. And that's when I like it really bums me out. And so I was just bummed the crap out. And But then I just say every day is a good day because you know what? I woke up this morning. Sun came up. It was coming up with me or without me. And I can take my dog and get his leg fixed. And he's also a dog and doesn't know what any of this means. He just knows it hurts. Yeah, how did you realize? Like, was he whimpering or what? I said, yo, dude, what's up? He goes, ACL. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that no. makes sense. Yeah. yeah wow. And I was like, what? Mm. ACL? I mean, he did write a book. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have our vet, Josie. She's mm-hmm. been on the show with us. Yeah. And uh, the text yesterday that she sent was like, yeah, guess what? Guess what, dad? I needed a new ACL surgery. I was like, oh, my. It was just such a nightmare last time. But things happen. Surgeries happen. Humans to humans work way worse than this. And this is what I'm doing. I'm saying it to everybody out there. You got crap happening to you right now. Sometimes it takes a little crap for you to realize how lucky you are. Because I got a little crap in a few ways. But you know what? I'm pretty lucky that I can sit here, come in here. Every day is a good day. And we're going to get through it. It's not even that bad of a deal. But man, it sucks. I'm going to sleep in that room. He snores like a... Freaking buzz saw mixed it like a buzz saw and a jackhammer had a baby, and I got to be in there with him. I got to put him in a bodysuit so he can't like lick it. He can't. I got to carry him to use the bathroom. I got to pick him up. I got to like poop him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm squeezing a fruit. I'm pooping him. <laughs> what we do for our kids, right, parents? That's, That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Today's Garth Brooks' 61st birthday. Happy birthday to the greatest. We'll all share a story in a second, but I want to hear from Marianne, who is in Nashville, who wants to share a little something with us. Marianne, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, CEO. Morning. morning. Um, okay, so when my daughter was in fifth grade, elementary school, her school every year did a Read Across America week. And they did special activities. At the end of the week, they always had a special um, reader. Um and they didn't let, you know, the parents know, the teacher. It was a complete surprise every year. So on the following week, my daughter came home um, on that Friday and didn't say anything. 
And then on that following week, I got an email of just laying out all the activities that they had done that week. And then we got a video of who the special guest reader was, <laughs> and it was Garth Brooks. How funny is that? And <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, Lizzie, did Garth Brooks come to your school and read? She was like, I didn't know who he was, but everybody was really excited. <laughs> That's a pretty cool memory, wow. even if you didn't know what it was. Even wow. to have the memory of being told you had the memory. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you know what book it was? 11th grade. She's in 11th grade now. And oh, so she has Every time you guys talk about Garth Brooks and his songs come on, I'm like, that's Garth Brooks. That's the reader. That's, <laughs> that's the school reader. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I hope you have an awesome day. Now, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. We got a lot to talk about. Unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing face masks in post-COVID era, study Ooh, suggests. I get it. Attractive people are and were less likely to want to wear masks. Researchers said that ugly people wanted to wear masks because <laughs> it's harder to be ugly if less of your face is seen, basically. <laughs> and the people are the ones determining their looks. Yeah, it's their the self-worth. Daily Mail. Right. Listen. Okay. I'm no beauty queen. I've never been told I'm a beauty queen, so I have no reason to think I'm a beauty queen. Anybody that's hot is told they're hot all the time. Mm. So they know. And the rest of us, we just want to be told, but then when we put masks on, it was like, well, nobody's being told, so it feels equal. And we liked it, didn't we, Eddie? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. You and I both. <laughs> we were like, we can get used to this. This is pretty cool. Kids under the age of two should not be on iPhones or tablets. Ooh. This according to JAMA Pediatrics, a research journal. And I'm curious to hear if you've had kids under two, what you think about this. Experts say that looking at phones and tablets rewires the brains of children, especially those with still developing eyes and brains. Obviously, you screen the time throughout the day, but if you're under two, you should not have one at all. Eddie. Guilty. No, I know. I was asking <laughs> not if you let them, but how do you feel about hearing that news? I mean, I guess we'll see later in life, like, how it affected them. But right now, I mean, there's it's no good different. way to look at it. Yeah. And let me tell you something. We wouldn't get anything done if we wouldn't have handed them a tablet. Boom. And Thank this you. is what I say. I would be in court and I would fight the language of this. I would say, how can you rewire a brain that's never been wired? Ooh, we are wiring it. You're going to say, huh. well, they're rewiring an infant's The brain hasn't even been wired. Are we not wiring it right the first time? Mm-hmm. That's good I rest stuff. my case, Your Honor. Lunchbox? Uh, my kids have never had an iPad or phone, tablet, whatever. They don't get on that stuff. What? Really? Yeah, I don't have those. If, but you do. Oh, well, it's because do you, he does it. That's what's funny. He doesn't done. even understand the iPhone. Like I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a tablet. I don't have one of those, so mm-hmm. they don't have anything to use it. I mean, I don't give them that. Like, how do I get things done? He goes out really. to the creek, wash the clothes on the old. I mean, the house is a mess. It's cool. You know, that's what the kids are there for. They make it a mess, and every once in a while it gets cleaned up. Most of the time it doesn't. But, yeah, they don't have any of that. Never. But been it, on it's the- not because you go, I want to limit my kids. It's because you also are limited. Right. Like, right. even when we take a car ride, like when we're driving 12 hours, they just look at a book or have a toy in their hand. They don't that, have any. And I would think people would say that is healthy. You're making a very healthy responsible parenting decision, but you're saying you're not doing it responsibly. Yeah, I'm just doing it because I don't have it either, so why do they need it? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Great idea or terrible idea. Prisoners should be offered reduced sentences of up to a year if they donate their organs or bone marrow under a proposal in Massachusetts. This is from the Daily Mail. Hmm. Think about this for a second. So you got somebody in jail, they're doing 12 years for some breaking and entering, maybe a little... A little, little punch or something. Okay, nothing major. <laughs> well, I don't know. But even if it's major, it's only it's one year out of 40 even then. So it's not like you're getting a lot of time off. 
you're you're giving a year back to somebody versus possibly giving many years oh, man. to somebody. So, th- so they just have to sign up as an organ donor because obviously, or what are they donating their liver? Whatever. I think it can be, be whatever. Right. Well, I guess a one kidney. I don't think you get a year for every body part. <laughs> I don't think it can be heart because then they wouldn't be living. Yeah, that'd be dead. But I, th- I also think it's signing up. Okay, okay. Yeah, if they donate. I should know if they'd be like, okay, now for real, go donate and then well, you get th- out. Again, all of these aren't here, but when I read it, I thought it was sign up and if you die, you could be. But also there are certain organs you can give living. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a year and a half off for that. Ooh, I say it's nice. a scale and it's also a scale on how big the organ is, how important it is. You want to give me a full brain? You're free. <laughs> question. Then, you, then you're dead. I mean, this may be a really intelligent question. So if I get the kidney of a criminal... You are I, now a criminal and you will serve no, time. No, I'm saying, do I get their like personality DNA. characteristics? I don't think a kidney, no. No. Mm-mm. I mean, no. okay... What but it, you what, are bringing that bad energy. Into that energy your body. is probably oh, man, that's just, uh, bra- chemical brain and trauma that's happened through life. Yeah. To, so no, no lunchbox. Okay, then I'm in. And like if if I can take their bone marrow and I won't like you won't commit a crime. You won't get their bone marrow. Get out of the hospital and go rob a bank immediately. And you're like I can't stop myself. <laughs> I mean that would be excuse. a good defense though. But I, I think they get out early. I'd take it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good with it. You give somebody 10, 15, 20 years of their life. And you get one year back, and it's not. And if it's one year on a short sentence, you didn't do that much anyway. And we got a lot of people overcrowding prison. It's crazy, That's right? True. Now. A teenager won thirty-six million dollars in the lottery with the first ticket she ever bought for fun. I'll say it again: thirty-six million dollars. Oh, wow, that's so disgusting. Juliette Lamore, eighteen, won thirty-six no. million <laughs> in the lottery last wow. month. She's the country's youngest person to win a jackpot. Wow. She's going to go to medical school and become a doctor. That's from Insider. Good for her. Oh, my gosh. She's probably going to do a lot of good with that. First yeah, I'm sure time. She... First time she's ever played Like, why would you even go to medical school? I'd just be chilling. Like, 36 million? Yo, like, yo. hang out. Do you start saying yo? Yo, 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 yo. Oh, my yo. goodness. <laughs> In a poll, 38% of people say they've gone to work sick just to prove it to their coworkers. But you should stay home. 43% say it's selfish when people come in sick, especially when they're coughing. Raymundo oh, will, will come in with Ebola. <laughs> I wasn't contagious. Oh, yeah, right. When you sit so close to everybody, it scares everyone. I told them they could clear the room. Do yeah. as I say, not as I do. My desk is away from everybody. If I come in and I'm sick, I'm not near you guys. And the show must go on. So unless I just can't go, we go. We all know that. However, all you guys sit by each other. And I don't want you here sick because I need you back full, quicker. You should rest. You're sick. Go home. But Ray comes in. Oh, he looked like death. Sweating out of holes I didn't even know he had. I mean, what, do you want me to take off three months like Eddie with COVID? Well, that was like three years ago, first of all. And I was like the experimental. Like, I couldn't come back. He was just like living life. (laughs) No, that's how I got it. Cracker Barrel offers free food for a year if you propose there from entrepreneur.com. Okay. During the week of Valentine's Day, couples will have a chance to win free food for a year if they propose a Cracker Barrel. You must share a video of the proposal on Instagram using the hashtag, I said yes, at Cracker Barrel. Hmm. So it doesn't work for, I thought everyone would get it. But you're in the running. But you're in the running. Five winning couples will be chosen for free Cracker Barrel for a year. That's cool. I do love Cracker Barrel. This is not a commercial. I do love Cracker Barrel. And that's a novel way to do it. And it has to be done during the week of Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm marking it down. Tom Brady's retirement sand. Did you hear about this? His what? His retirement sand. No. Do you know anything about Tom Brady? 
He retired again. Correct. And so when he was doing it, he was sitting on the beach, and they know exactly where he was. And they went and they got the sand he was sitting on, and they put it on eBay. Right? Mm-hmm. And it auctioned off. It was at $99,000. Oh, my God. It's been removed. Okay. Oh. The listing was ended by the seller because apparently there was a, quote, error in the listing. Yeah, the error is you're an idiot. <laughs> the error is not the, really error the is that people are idiots. No one's going to spend that kind of money on it. We don't even know if it's true. That's from WFLA. Toronto homeowners returned from a trip to find out that they had been impersonated and someone sold their house as them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? The owners of a... <laughs> yeah. The owners of a Toronto home got the surprise of a lifetime when they discovered their property had been fraudulently listed and sold by two people impersonated them while they were away on a business trip. During that time, police say two people impersonated the owners of the home. Police are looking to identify, allegedly, they want to find them and see how they hired the real estate agent because they acted like the owners. Everybody believed them. They sold the property. The new homeowners took possession of the property. Imagine if you're the new homeowner and you see this, you don't even buy the property from the, like, what do you do? So they used fake identification to basically steal their identities, be them, sell it, got the money, peace out. That's from CTV News Toronto. That's a wild. So they never got the house? Like what? They're just out of it? I don't know. That's a great question. Now you have people living in it. Right. Wow. But for example, if something gets stolen from you and it gets pawned, you have to go buy it back yourself. The pawn shop doesn't give it to Stop you. Stop it. Because yeah. then the pawn shop's out of money. Right. Like why should they lose money? But this would be... Yes, but I'm just saying it, the rule isn't just, well, you get your stuff back. Yeah. Even for smaller things. <laughs> Mind blown. I didn't know that you had to pay the pawn shop for your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I guess that's true because it. if you get your car stolen and they take it to the impound lot, guess what? You got to pay the lot. Uh-huh. Like, no. Um, yeah, but you're going to pay for the whole car. You're just paying true, for it. but it doesn't matter. Lunchbox. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Finally, if you're a very strict parent, watch out for this. If you're strict, you could be raising a liar especially a kid that's good at lying. Children who have overly strict parents are quicker to lie. The study found that if a parent is an authoritarian, their kids typically lie within 10 to 20 seconds of getting in trouble. They do this to reshape events and to avoid serious trouble since they get in it all the time because their parents are so strict. Eddie. Sorry, what? I didn't say Eddie. Whoa, whoa, I don't whoa, know whoa, that why I came out at the end of that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I just said Eddie. That's from Woman's Day. I, I read that often. Woman's I'm Day. a firm parent, not a strict parent. I like it. <laughs> Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. 
We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The best Garth Brooks story that you have, Amy. He's 61 today. We're so lucky to get to work here and be in this community and be around Garth Brooks and have him come on the show and go to shows. Amy, you go. Okay, well, of course, having him in here is amazing, but my memory with Garth is a personal one from my childhood with my sister, and it's how much we enjoyed his music, particularly early 90s. One summer, we were in Alabama spending the summer with our grandma, and every time I hear the river, I'm taken back to me and my sister in the back of my grandma's Buick jamming to this song, driving around Birmingham. And it's just a really special song, and I love having that memory with my sister. One of my favorite Garth Brooks memories is this place wouldn't buy us new chairs. Hmm. We had crappy chairs. We're doing this show, and you know what shows up? A fancy, I'm still in it. Garth Brooks sent me a chair that says fight, grind, repeat. And this is one of those that costs a whole lot that makes your back apparently feel good. Lumbar support. My back's never felt better. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I go to bed in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Garth sent it up here. It's amazing. Lunchbox, favorite story. Oh, Garth Brooks. I got an email or a text from our producer, Morgan, that he's doing a private show at the Bluebird Cafe, and we are invited. And I say, me and my wife are in, and she says, we don't get any plus ones. I said, all right. So I show up by myself, and Morgan is there with her boyfriend of three weeks. Mm. And I am like, excuse me? Oops. But I sat there and watched Garth Brooks in such a- Why, why would that be a part of the story? He's because so I am still bitter that my but wife. This isn't did, bitter day. It's Garth but, Brooks' birthday. But I got to sit there at the Bluebird Cafe That's in cool. an intimate ceremony, yeah. setting ceremony, whatever you want to say it, five feet from him as he sat there and just played his songs. And the whole time I kept thinking, oh, but you brought your boyfriend in three weeks? Guess what? They broke up like a week <laughs> later. Still, And she was like, I thought I earned it. We mm. had Garth Brooks play at a Raging Idiots million dollar show a few years back. And Garth was like, hey, I've put out this thing of music. And I want to donate to the show, and he shows up, and Eddie and I do a show every year at the Ryman, the historic Ryman. We're in a band called the Raging Idiots, and we do comedy music, but this one night for St. Jude, we do our music, but artists stop by and play their songs, and Garth is like, I'm going to come by, and Garth walks out on stage, and he said he was going to donate, um, you know, I, I believe it was $200,000, what he said he was going to donate, and and so he comes out, and, he, and he, we're like, come on, let's sing, and Eddie hits the chords, and we do Friends in Low Places, and that check, which he grabs, which 200, was actually $2 million. Crazy. He handed us the $2 million check. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like, that's that dude. Like, that's that dude. That's Garth. That's that dude. Eddie? I mean, last year we opened up for Garth in uh, Arkansas and Fayetteville. And, I mean, that is a highlight of my life. And But my favorite moment of that show was before when we were sound checking, him and Trisha come up to us. And he just starts talking to us and say, hey, enjoy this moment. You know, have fun out there. And then he looks at Bobby and I and says, hey, play as long as you want. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like we're okay, going to play for two hours. <laughs> I tell you how cool it is. And the version of that story in my life, it was like the day before April Fool's Day. And I get a text. And I guess Garth is so famous, he has to change his number all the time. Or he gave me a burner phone number at one point. Because <laughs> I get a text my number, I don't know, going, hey, it's G. You want to come open up? And I'm like, it was the day before April Fool's Day. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll see you there. And he didn't say really where, and I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is, but I'm not falling for it. Let the record show I'm not falling for this prank, wherever this goes. You did not get me. 
And he's like, no, no. I said, okay, we'll call. I'll talk to you after the show. G. G. Okay. I'll go G. Yeah. <laughs> and so I tell my wife, hey, uh, somebody's going to act like they're Garth Brooks. They're going to call me at like noon. <laughs> Record this on your phone because we're doing it on mine. Because I was, we were going to identify the voice and say, we got you. And I, hello? Hey, Bobby. Yeah. Hey, it's G. And I look at that. I'm like, oh my, oh, it is him. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Turn the phone so off. I turn the phone off. Turn the phone off. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, do you want to come out to Razorback Stadium? It's 100,000 people. You want to open up? And we, and if I was going to say no, honestly, because I didn't know if what we do, and I just respect what Garth does and the fans there. And my wife was like, you have to do it. You, you'll hate yourself if you don't do it. I'm glad we did. It was awesome. One of the greatest nights ever. Thank goodness your wife said that. And so we get there, and here's the situation. Uh, at night, outdoor, the closer, the headliner, they really, it's only really fully dark for them. You may, the, oh, the person before that be, it's some dark, or the opener never gets to go on it when it's nighttime and have the lights because that's, that's all. Yeah. And Garth's like, hey, look, I'm going to just hold it off a little bit. I'm actually going to put someone on, on ahead of you. And I'm going to have them play a little longer so when you guys go, all the lights can be on. It's total nighttime. You get to use all the electronic and use the whole stage. And everyone will be seated at that point. Yes. The and entire that was point. stadium. Like, I want you to feel like, and we were like, <laughs> so what cool. is happening? <laughs> but that's just how, I keep waiting for something to go wrong. But it's like 40 times, 40 just the, mo- the greatest guy. Oh, man, unbelievable. Uh, happy birthday, Garth. It ain't much. These stories? Yeah. It's but just it's a, all, little, a little bit yeah, of you. It's, it's, it's all we can afford. That's right. <laughs> What do you, you say? He's 61. 61. He doesn't. And he and on stage. He's 61. You think he's 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't he, stop. He runs the whole time. Here's a story because I did a Bobby cast <gasps> with John Knight. And John Knight's a, just this massive songwriter. And he talked about meeting Garth Brooks and how he geeked out because Garth got there a little bit late. But here you go. He was like really late to sound check and we were all playing on the same show. And I'm, I'm waiting for an hour, 30 minutes till he shows up. And he's like, guys, I'm so sorry. I was stuck in traffic. Go ahead and sound check. I, it's my fault. I sound checked my song, Break Up in the End. We sit there and Garth stands at like two feet away from my face and standing on the edge of the front of the stage looking at me. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this, man. That dude was like everything for me growing up. Imagine Garth who gets stuck in traffic and he's just watching you sound check. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Uh, John Knight is the new Bobby cast. I hope you check it out. He has a crazy story. He's written so many number one songs, but he shared, he's from like Amarillo, Texas. And he had a girlfriend. His dad was a preacher, but he got his girlfriend pregnant when she was 16. They're married now with kids. But this is how, you know, when he told his dad and how it affected his dad's job at the church. I fall in love with this girl in high school and I get her pregnant. And my dad, he's a preacher, and I go into him and say, I, bet, I got bad news, you know, we're pregnant and uh, I'm 15 or 16 at the time. And uh, I remember him just crying and not being mad at all. I remember specifically he got fired from the church because he was so forgiving and we were so public about it. Wow. That's ironic. I uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I really like came away from this Bobby cast, which is a long form version of it's an interview, it's an hour with John Knight. I was just like, we have him and I have very um our paths were a bit similar in that what happened to him a bit, he got his girlfriend pregnant at fifteen. My mom was pregnant at fifteen. And so there were just a lot of similarities there. We're the same age, but like he left and I was like, dang, I want to be that guy's friend, but it's always a creepy text. <laughs> I want to be your friend. Yeah, hey, I just want to be your friend. So I haven't sent that yet, but one day for sure. Check out the Bobby cast. Okay, Amy, what were you going to say? You jumped up in the air right in the middle of me playing a clip. Well, because I just thought about the time that 
you, me and Eddie road tripped to Little Rock uh, for yeah. Garth, and that was to- I mean, just to watch just to watch the show. Totally worth it. Long drive there, turn around, long drive back the next morning. Because you don't mess around. There's, we, we wake up and go. stay to do anything. <laughs> heaven forbid. We go do the show. We go so, watch the show. We come back home from the show. But it was totally worth it. It was awesome. Yeah. Ah, gee, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Garth. Happy birthday. There's no chance he's listening to this. No, probably He walks not. in now with a cake for us <laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> what a total G thing to do. We've talked about the Chrisley situation here. I didn't quite understand it. Lunchbox figured it out. They're in, are they in jail now? Oh, they're in jail. They reported. And once somebody is convicted and found guilty, you can kind of go, well, they're guilty of this. And I've even said, look, if it comes out and turns out they didn't do it, I'll come on and go like, well, I got to eat my crow. But there's not really no crow. I just don't understand it. But people would call in and say, yeah, I'll work at that place that he's going to stay. I'll tell you all about it. And we're like, wow, we're just normal humans. We like to know this stuff. But apparently they got on our Instagram and were like scolding us. Who? <laughs> uh, Morgan, you could tell Lunchbox because... Because I, I saw it, but I tried not. To, I don't want to get irritated, so I just got away from it. That's what I tend to do: get away from sugar, so I don't eat it, and irritant, <laughs> so I'm not irritated. Go ahead, Morgan. So Savannah commented his daughter and said, "Very inaccurate information. Better described as a facility that should be condemned." Also, laughter at the expense of others isn't the greatest look on you. Well, there's no laughter at the expense of others. There was laughter on if that prison is that fancy, and also expense of others. He went to jail for stealing money. Uh-huh. Talk about expensive others. Talk about expensive others. <laughs> yeah, getting rich off others, maybe. Go ahead, next one. And then Chase. His How old son- are these? I, I know I've met Savannah. She's super nice. Is Chase young? Yeah, he's like 16. I don't think he's 16. I think he's in his early 20s. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Zero class, as usual, also completely as usual. false. Oh. And what's completely false? You want to talk about a show with class? You guys don't even understand. I'm in a full tuxedo right now. Just chilling. Is oh, this, Chase is 26. Is, is this that Lunchbox's report was wrong? Or no, because yeah, like I now re- Chase is 16. Well, there, there was a younger son. Oh, no, a, yeah. 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 He's like, I'll stand by it. No, you just said the dude was 12, There's man. a younger son. I don't know the, all their names. I can't keep them straight. I'm sorry. Correct. Well, I like you. Todd, guest host at our show. Sat I, right in my chair. I liked him. Well, you've said multiple times you like him. Yes, but now the situation is he's in jail. He was convicted of this, and we talk about it, because if we don't, then we look like we're not talking about something, because... We had a personal relationship. But a listener said, they went back to a clip when he was hosting this show with uh, with me and Amy and Lunchbox was out. So Todd Chrisley, March 5th, 2020. This is before the world shut down. He was talking about the success of Chrisley Knows Best. And I said, is it okay to bring up a tweet that Savannah had posted as we were on the air? He said, yes. Savannah quote tweeted, justice may move slowly, but at least it's moving in the right direction. This is the man who tried to destroy our family along with hundreds of other Georgia taxpayers. Hashtag all in God's time. The person they're talking about was Joseph Waits, the former director of the Georgia Department of Revenue's Office of Special Investigation. His name's Joshua Waits. Okay. Thank you. So do I want to go to these clips first or do you want to say something? Go ahead, because I've never heard these clips because I wouldn't hear. So I have okay. no okay. idea Here's what... Todd Chrisley talking about that tax situation from 2017. In 2017, we were notified that we owed taxes in the state of Georgia. And, you know, we have accountants that deal with all this kind of stuff. And so I called the accountant and I said, what is this about? And he says, it's not true. You don't owe any taxes. Well, you'd listen to your accountant. And so I said, send me something in writing confirming this. So he sends me an email 
And then this guy here, Joshua Carl Waits, who was the chief of police for the Georgia Department of Revenue, he comes after us saying that we owe $2.2 million in taxes to the state of Georgia. I had accountants in Florida, accountants in Georgia. They're all getting together like this guy's out of his mind. So, but because- so does this have anything to do with the other stuff? Yeah, Joshua Waits is the one that originally brought the charges. Okay. And then the Chrisleys got mad and sued him like five months later. And it turns out he falsified his education record. Who did? Uh, Joshua Waits. Dang, I'm on Team Chrisley now. See how easy it is to turn me? <laughs> and so he... Justice for the Chrisleys. He got fired from his job. Mm-hmm. And they tried to bring charges against him, but a grand jury said he did nothing wrong, oh. that the prosecution was being malicious. And so Joshua Waits never faced trial. Never mind. You're back. I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> and they still went on with these charges against the Chrisleys. So maybe... This guy falsifying his records was something that he just got in trouble for, but had nothing to do with the actual case. Right, and he said they are yeah, just I'm, trying to do I'm a— board. St- I just saw them post on our Instagram. I'm telling board this bit. But, but, but yeah, Joshua came out and said, listen, they're just trying to uh, smoke screen to take the attention off them, and they drug him through the mud for the last whatever amount of years. And he goes, look, they are where they deserve to be. Like, they're in prison. I'm not even on the case anymore. The other people that took up the case still prosecuted them. They went to oh, trial. Really? Yeah, he, he finally broke his silence once they reported to jail. I love when a good silence is broken. <laughs> okay, side note based on this is like, I wonder how many people in certain professions have falsified their... Credentials? Yes. Oh, I have. What, excuse like, me? I mean, I tell the sales, when they when they send out that thing, like, oh, I sell them, I have a bachelor's degree. When they're asking us about our information to go, to, like, sell stuff, I've told them I graduated college. pretty much do. But he, de- he, he doesn't. He doesn't, But though. I did, I say bachelor's degree. And he doesn't. Yeah. And I always thought about that. Joshua when the, walks in now in a rest lunchbox. <laughs> I, I always thought about that when I'm like, man, I, the sales staff like, oh, highest education completed. I'm like, I've completed college. And I say bachelor's degree. Hey, and that's falsifying of a record, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm more concerned if it's someone like a medical professional. Oh, yeah. doctors have been caught doing that. Yeah. I do want to switch it up and go over and talk to Christina in San Antonio because she has a good story for us. It's Garth's 61st birthday. We're taking some Garth stories here. Christina, thank you for calling. What would you like to say? Oh, well, hello. Morning, studios. Morning. Um, I was just, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, guys. Well, I was just uh, back in the 90s. I'm an old girl, old Garth fan, and I love all your stories. Um, So we went to a concert one time, and my best friend's, uh, well, it was a cousin's daughter that had leukemia, and she was really struggling and I don't, we don't even know how Garth found out, but he not only just took a picture with her, but he like walked her backstage and spent some time talking to her. And it's been so long. This is in the 90s. I don't remember if it was before the concert or after the concert, honestly. But, oh man, he was so gentle. So he took her in her pain. He came and got him and took him backstage and gave her the star-like experience That's with him. That's classic Garth. That's Garth. We'd be here all day just telling awesome stories. I keep waiting for one that ain't awesome. Literally. I just typed, what ain't awesome <laughs> about Garth? And it's the only time Google said, we got nothing, man. Uh, so happy birthday, Garth Brooks. Speaking of music, quickly, your top three songs in country music this week. At number three, Morgan Wallen, Thought You Should Know. Thought you should know that all those At number two, Kane Brown and Caitlin Brown. Thank Thank God. At number one, Nate Smith, Whiskey on You. His second week at number one, I did not plan this. 
You want to face? See if we can FaceTime Nate. See if he answers this Ooh, early. That'd be cool. And just say, "Can't believe it." Then just hang up. We don't even say what it's about. Is he a California guy? No, he's, I mean you grew up there, but yeah, he's I mean now. he's big over there. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> just big everywhere, big everywhere he's right now. Well, no, <laughs> now now he's big everywhere. Yeah, he, he answers with a big curse word. He's not too early. Now he's going to call me back later, and I'm not going to want to answer because it's not going to be a bit. <laughs> i got to explain the whole thing. Well, uh, congratulations, Nate Smith. Whiskey on you. Ray, play that again. That hook again for me, please. Hey, buddy. Congrats. What is the video? Congratulations. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah, congrats. Woo-hoo. We tried to call you on the air. We wanted to be here with you. You know what? You may be a one-hit wonder, but you got two weeks of that one-hit wonder. <laughs> We're proud of you, buddy. Uh, okay, you didn't answer, so no need to FaceTime me back. This is that. All right, see you, bud. See, now I don't have to get FaceTime back. Oh, yeah, mm, it's yeah. smart. Problem yeah. solved. Problem solved. I ran into his aunt in California. <laughs> she came up to me. She goes, I'm Nate Smith's aunt. I said, let's take a picture. I said, dude, Prove is this it. your aunt? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. That's it. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Washington. Someone broke into the community center, stole a couple laptops, stole some stuff out of the fridge, some other items, and then... Took a poop in the sink. <laughs> that just seems more difficult than it'd be worth. Yeah. Unless you're mad at it. Unless it's worth the difficulty. Like, you're going out of your way to make sure that you got a poop in the sink. Mm. Mm. But what's the deal? Uh, they're going to test it for DNA and says, so please wash your hands and come down to the precinct. But also, while they're there, they went on the laptop, connected to their profile on the internet, so they're going to track them down pretty easily. Oh, oh. Okay. What do you mean, connected to their profile? They, they, like, they, logged they, into their Instagram or something? Yes. On the why Wi-Fi. Would they, why would you do both? Why would you poop and log in? <laughs> One or the no, other. No. <sighs> okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, movie theaters are changing how they're going to charge. I do want to bring in Movie Mike from Movie Mike's podcast. That's a celebrated, decorated podcast about movies. What in the heck is happening here, Mike? AMC is going to start charging $1 to $2 more for the good seats. So the ones right in the middle that everybody wants to sit in, they're going to start charging more. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so does that mean they'll all be reservation seats? Yeah, they already are. Oh, okay. You can tell. I don't like the movies. <laughs> yeah, you haven't been in a while. I don't like it. People on <laughs> yeah. their phones, people talking. Just So every theater now has reservation seats? Yeah, pretty much. Dang, I haven't been in a couple years, I don't think. So I don't mind it. More so I wish they would charge a little less for the crap seats than more for the good seats. They will start yeah. doing that now, too. Okay. Okay. They'll, they'll be the lower tier, very front seats. You can get them, get oh. them for less. Nickel. Crispy nickel, as I like to say. Those hurt your neck. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Have they might gotten better at putting those seats since they're now all reserved, and I'm assuming the seats have had to become a little more comfortable because— yes. Have they moved them back just a little bit in the They are. I've sat in the front row when they were all, like, basically sold out. It's not that bad. They put it so far back that the screen doesn't really hurt your neck anymore. Like, that's a good thing. He's like, man, they've really (laughs) gone out. You know, we don't leave, just need to go to a chiropractor. So, do we know how much a a ticket in the middle, middle will cost? Probably about $16.50. Is the middle, middle the the best ticket? Like, where do you sit? Because I know it... Let's say in a theater. You don't want to sit in the front row because you don't really get the sound. It's cool because you're close and you might get spit on. I sat really close to Chris Rock once. Thought I, was the cra- I was like, I'm going to sit in the front row. I couldn't hear anything he was saying because I had to listen to basically his voice from the stage because the speakers weren't getting me. But you sit like eight rows back in like kind of the middle-ish. 
And that's money. You can see, you can hear. Yeah. Where in a movie theater do you like to sit? Well, I have a specific seat. It's the seventh row, middle seat. That's the best for the, the screen and the sound. My favorite on a Southwest flight is that seat on the left side. When you walk out, it's on the right. But when you're looking forward, it's on the left. And there's a window, but there's also that big panel that you can oh, lay yeah. your head on. Uh-huh. And you can wipe it down with a full wipe and just... What is that, row nine or something? You're always there. It's, like That's the one you're dude, always I run in. to it like Six Flags <laughs> is opening, and I got to get to the Texas Giant first thing in the morning. <laughs> that's what I run to it like. Okay, how do we feel about this, Mike? I think they should offer something else, because if the seat is already there, you're already paying for it, I think they should give you something extra, like a discount on snacks, just something else to where it's not just, here's an increase for something you already had before. Are you in the movie plan? Yeah. Is it a... AMC, do they have the movie plan? What is who yeah, has it's, that? Uh, AMC has it. It's twenty bucks, and you can go three times a week. I have it for Regal. I can go unlimited. Well, what do you pay for that? It's twenty two bucks. You can go a as month. many times. Yeah, and you get your money's worth. Yeah, I go at least once a week. <laughs> Last week I went money. like three times a week. Oh, I might need to look into this. Taking kids to the movies. I mean, you can't get That's out of there. That's sixty bucks. That's what I mean. Like Unless just- you just sneak them in, make a really tall person with a <laughs> with a big coat, and you just. Yeah. Three shoulders. There's three kids in there. <laughs> uh, okay, Mike. Thank you. I don't care because I don't like the movie theater. But if I did, I think I would care, and I think I would like it for a dollar more to be able to have a seat. I wish you could pay like two dollars and have nobody sit next to you. Ooh. Oh. Instead of full price. <laughs> well, you could just buy the seat next to you, reserve it. Or, <laughs> or you could pay every time someone turns on their cell phone for someone to see it and shoot them with a water gun in the room. <laughs> like you That's that, funny. Yeah. Like or you a paintball. And they don't know where it's coming from, but you turn you've already paid in, in advance and they they the big fireball comes up in the dark room. <laughs> like that's what I want to pay for. That's what I would do. Okay, that's it. Mike, thank you. Yeah. We're done. That's it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones show. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them every day can make all the difference in the world. That's why everybody should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Canva is awesome for so many reasons. For your social media, but for work, if you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy to design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work.